first band starts. Bam. <laughs> this guy comes up, sits a folding chair, like a metal folding chair, like what I'm sitting on down, puts one of those tiny Marshall practice amps on it. And like picks, a two-inch speaker yeah, Marshall amp. Picks up a Guitar Hero controller and hits play on the PA and is just like jamming out to like probably Dragon Force songs. <laughs> So and this is opening up for today is the day who are like veterans have been playing forever that dude's probably in his 50s and i'm sure he's just sitting there like what am i doing here in this field in the middle of nowhere in texas watching this after 30 years of playing music Welcome to the 161st episode of the Casa Inns Creation. I'm your host, Chris Deering. This is the show where we interview bands and public figures from the MathCore, MathCore adjacent community. Uh, if you enjoy this content, please like, subscribe, do all the things social. Every little bit helps. And uh, if you'd like to, feel free to join us every Sunday and Wednesday for the live cast where you can interact with the uh, guests in real time or just hang out with us in the chat. Uh, you can also subscribe to this Twitch channel for just five bucks to get access to the interviews before they hit YouTube as well as other... Uh, this as well as the other streaming platforms, uh, you can also get access to uh, some exclusive emotes. Um, you can do that for free by attaching an Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. It's like taking five bucks from Jeff, Be Jeff Bezos' pocket and putting it into mine. Uh, with that out of the way, let me introduce our guest today who dropped their new album, or debut album, Chained to a Tree, back in July through Silent Pendulum Records. Welcome in The Bearer. How's it going? It's hey. going fantastic. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, why don't you tell us who you are, what you do in the band? Uh, my name is Colton. I play drums, and I'm also the lead vocalist. I am Michael. I play guitar and do background vocals. All righty. Uh, so you call yourselves the bearer. What exactly are we bearing? A lot of bad news. <laughs> bad okay. news and just okay riffs and drum parts. Yeah. <laughs> mediocrity <laughs> no it was uh it was just one of those things that we were going through names and uh we thought we had some really good names but they were all taken uh and we kind of just landed on i came in one night i was like hey what about bear and our at the time bass player was like the bear and we're like cool let's run with it so uh but that's exactly how we usually have to explain it because people like if you Especially with our Texas accent, when we say bearer real quick, they're like, what? And we're like, the bearer of bad news. Like, the bearer, we're bearing bad news. So. No, yeah, this kind of sounds like you're saying barrel, I guess, if you're saying it really fast as a Texas. Because I'm a fellow Texan here. I can totally see that, you know, bearer, barrel or whatever, bearer or something like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can totally see that. Huh, interesting. Because I, I was wondering why there was a the in the beginning, too, because I kind of like bearer as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that makes sense now. Cause we, okay. Huh, interesting. Uh, Brandon in chat saying two-piece bands uh, unite. Uh, they're actually a three-piece, my man. The uh, bassist couldn't make it in time. But uh, I love that energy. Um, so uh, in 2016, you dropped your first EP. Uh, I guess that's when the band got together? Or uh, when did y'all get started? Yeah, I think it was technically like late 2015, but like maybe just December 2015. It was pretty much all 2016 that we got together and hit the ground running, wrote that EP and tried to get it recorded before we played shows or anything, tried to have music ready to go. 
And before this, y'all were telling me that y'all are in like other bands and stuff like that too. So I guess this is just kind of like a super group of the of the other bands like coming together. Or did y'all meet? Uh, if did y'all meet yeah. each other through different avenues? Yes and no. Uh, it started off that Colt and I were in another band, and that was kind of coming to a close. Um, and there were other members that like we knew we wanted to play music with, and so it kind of came out of that. Um, We've gone through some rotations, but our bass player, Jeff, uh, he's also a local awesome musician that was in a tertiary, tertiary band that came in because we were just friends already. Uh, and then Colton joined that band with him, actually. So it's, yeah, just we're a super group, sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, it sounds like there's a bit of a uh, like music collective rather than just like a singular band or whatever, like. Uh, it seems like there's a bunch of members that are in a bunch of different stuff. Is that like how it is down there? Like yeah, tight knit music community like that. Uh, it's kind of in pockets. Like there, we share a practice space with only technically like seven people, but between seven people, that's about seven bands. Jesus uh, Christ! Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like you've had Mothman on before. I'm in another band with two members of Mothman who are also let's see and one of those members is in another band with me and the bass player of the bear it's it's a it's a very tangled web we weave but between seven of us there's quite a few songs written and bands that those songs go to hell yeah i'm sure the uh, practice space is dirty as shit too you know seven uh, bands we, coming through there all the time surprisingly yeah it stays i think <laughs> The dirtiest part is that there's a lot of beer cans usually after a weekend okay. of just everybody practicing. And it's like, we're, we're pretty clean dudes. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> we had to make do in a super, super tiny practice space for about a year. So we learned how to keep everything put up and in its place so that we could walk around. And now that we're in a bigger space, we, we've just kept it that way. Oh, yeah. This is a. Uh, so you guys started out by releasing a bunch of EPs, uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, and then it stopped. I'm a, well, I guess you could have dropped one in 2019, but I was going to say, I guess a pandemic that stopped you, but uh, why did y'all all of a sudden stop after 2018? So, yeah, the, the third EP we released, Adapted Just, was coming out of a difficult season of us changing members uh, people leaving um, and from that really trying to pick up, decide what we wanted to do uh, before that. I mean, Colton was just playing drums um, now doing drums and vocals. So like making that switch uh, really just kind of focusing on revamping the band and what we wanted to do. Uh, did we want to stay a three piece? Did we even want to do a two piece and just trying to figure that out. Um, and yeah, by the time, I mean, we were making plans to do a full record, to do a live record, uh, to do a single. Thankfully, we got that single out, Drowned in the Baptistry. But after that, yeah, COVID really hit pretty hard. Um, and that's when we decided just to go into the studio. Um, and actually, the record, you know, Chain to a Tree, we recorded that in November of 2020. So we've been setting on it for a while. But just shopping it around and just waiting kind of for a more opportune moment. Uh, that's kind of why there's been a bit of a hiatus. Right. We don't like it, but we're glad we're back on track. I'm glad you are, too. 
so yeah, now you got your full length. I changed to the tree. What's different between this and uh, the last single in the EPs? Um, this is, I guess, remember. probably. Yeah, so this is the first record with Jeff on it. This is the first record as a three piece. So not only is there a new member, there's less members overall to bring ideas. So it, it was pretty. Um, and you do vocals. Right. And I'm, this is the first record that I did vocals on. So it was a pretty, uh, well, I, I mean, honestly, kind of an easier writing process just because there's less personalities and ideas to deal with. It's a lot quicker to get things done. Um, so it, it came together pretty easily. I would say the biggest thing sound wise that made it different would be Jeff's influence because he brought a way different influence than any of the past members or me and Michael ourselves had brought to anything previously. And what would that, uh, what would that be that like, what, why, why is his I, energy I, different than other people's? Right. Jeff is definitely more punk influenced. There's a lot more D beats on this record than there was on previous records. Uh, it's a lot faster than previous records. And I would say that's a lot of Jeff's influence. Okay. Okay. I can take that. Um, so uh, this is also, uh, well, I guess it's your first thing, but it's also your first album, uh, period. But uh, how, how did you guys hook up with Silent Pendulum Records? Well, I'm trying to get at. <laughs> uh, there's some friends of ours up in El Paso called No Suffer, and uh, they put out a record through Silent Pendulum. And when we were shopping the record around, we hit up a few people and either got no response or can't do it at this time or whatever it was. So we hit up No Supper and asked how, how they felt about Silent Pendulum and they said they loved them. And they kind of put our name in the hat and we sent them an email as well and the rest is history. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Michael's a great guy. I fucking love that dude. And I feel like Silent Pendulum's yeah. been doing some great shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. We just played a show this last week with all Texas bands and I think all bands on the bill except one were Silent Pendulum bands. Yeah. So. Oh, Silent nice. Pendulum becoming a Texas label. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, how would you label your music? Um, good. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad it's not bad. <laughs> and mediocre. Now, uh, I mean, to me, I think my favorite descriptor that somebody has given us is technical hardcore. That's my favorite. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't think I've heard that ever. So that, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. Like, but I think it, it it's, it's the apt title for us because we definitely have a hardcore feel and like uh, Colton was saying with Jeff coming in, bringing in that punk element definitely brings us more on the hardcore side than on the metal core side. Um but there's still a lot of my influences of like old school botch and converge and things like that, that kind of meld in there with the technicality, I think of it. So with those two, I think technical hardcores is a great title. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say sludgy math core. Um, so like Ooh. I got a lot of the uh, early Mastodon vibes from you guys and also like, uh, like okay. converge and stuff like you were saying a little bit of Dillinger stuff thrown in there. So, uh, yeah, just a nice mix of, like, uh, I guess a bunch of relapse bands all together. Kinda yeah, like, I'll uh, take that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, what are some of your uh, influences, though? You were saying, like, Botch and Converge and things like that, but outside of that. Um, for me, I grew up a Christian kid, 
and uh, was listening to what was happening from 2002 to 2005, Norma Jean, The Chariot, Under Oath, all of those bands. Were you one of those kids uh, or your parents wouldn't let you listen to anything unless it was Christian? Absolutely. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I knew a couple of kids bands, like that. Yeah, those bands aren't even bands that I necessarily listen to that much anymore, but I mean... That's what I grew up on, so it's right. definitely going to come in the music. Yeah. Uh, Converge, Botch, Zayo is a big influence for me. Um, but, I mean, I feel like we pull from everything. Like, we're really big Angel Olsen fans. Like, we'll listen to anything and everything. Um, one of the newer songs that we're writing uh, was inspired by a Motown tune that I fell in love with and the melody is so good. I like turned it into a mathy part. It was great. So, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, just all over the spectrum, really. Oh, yeah, I, I do stuff like that, too. I'm actually a big oldies fan. I, I yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, there's no lyrics up on the band camp, at least to some pendulum band camp, and I couldn't find them online. So what are the lyrics about exactly? Uh, so there's three... Uh, yeah, three main themes to this record. There's a few songs. My sister passed away in 2019. There's a few songs about that. I'm sorry um, to hear about that. I think uh, this was also written during the COVID lockdowns and the Black Lives Matter protests. So there's a few songs about government issues and oppression and things like that. And then um, there's songs about playing music for forever and hating it, but it also being the only thing you love in life. Yeah. Uh, so it says that it was uh, engineered by Andrew Hernandez, recorded at Cedar Creek Studios, mixed at Arroyo Audio, and mastered by Scott Middleton. Uh, it's kind of a lot of uh, credits and stuff here. So how was the whole experience? It seems like this might have been like uh, a big thing to take on. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, first off, Scott Middleton, great dude. We've been wanting to work with him for a while. Um, if that name sounds familiar, he's the ex. He just left. Um, oh my god, now I'm forgetting the cancer name. bats. Cancer bats guitarist. Uh, but super great dude. We've been friends with him for a while, and he's been wanting to do something for us. And so we knew when this record was coming around, we're like, yeah, let's have him master it for us. Um, Andrew Hernandez, a local guy here in Austin, uh, that's been around for a while and just knows his craft very well, um, and has a wide range from hip hop to country to metal that he does. Um, it was kind of a no brainer to work with him. We, uh, kind of are cut from the same cloth, if you will. He really enjoys uh, our music too. Um, and then we also just had a really sweet deal with recording at Cedar Creek. Um, it's very old kind of staple in Austin. A lot of, uh, old school records were cut there, like some Dixie chick records and Cheryl Crow and different things, you know? So, yeah. uh, if, if you're a studio person, you know, that usually like, if you're going into a studio where country is recorded, you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> like they got some good stuff there. So it was just a legit place. I had a really cool vibe. It wasn't super far for us where we needed to like hotel it up or whatever, but just this old seventies kind of vibe and very good place to be creative. Good place to be creative. 
how long did it take to uh, get the album finished from a uh, beginning recording? I think we had two weeks in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Got there pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. The thing, I mean, you know, with the shutdown, we, we were able to knock that stuff out through practices. So, I mean, we were very prepared. We're going into it. We demoed everything ourselves. And so going in, we kind of knew like 90%, 95%. We, we had the songs done and we went in knowing what to record, what to do. So we weren't playing around, you know? Yeah. We even, we prepared as much as like creating click tracks with scratch guitars before even going into the studio. So basically all we do when we get to the studio is set up, get tones and hit record and pretty much be ready to roll. Nice. Well, yeah, I guess you guys are in a bunch of other projects, so y'all are probably like old pros that are doing this shit by now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and we, we're now made of money, so we're trying to get it done as quick as possible. Yeah. Right, we'll right. <laughs> Uh, so we got your album cover up on screen now. Uh, can you tell us what's going on with it? Yeah, so uh, after our first EP, we worked with Alexander Goulet, and we just have loved his artwork ever since. Um, there was only one EP that we didn't use him, and the reason was, again, it was a lot of money, and we didn't have it at the time. Uh, but for this record, we knew that it was our first full length, something we put a lot of time and effort into and wanted to go with him again. And really the story behind the artwork is we gave him all the lyrics and told him the name of the record and said, do what you will. We trust you. And we want you to create a piece of art that you're proud of and, uh, kind of speaks for itself. If you read the lyrics, there's a lot of tie-ins hidden in the album artwork. It's really fucking good. Like, goddamn, that looks really good. Right. Your artist is yeah, awesome. yeah. Incredible. I mean, that was a thing for us. Like with that second record we did, uh, fiction, we did a seven inch of that, and we had many people tell us that they discovered us just because of the artwork. Like they were going through the you know seven inches at a record store and saw like I'm picking this up, and so it was kind of a no brainer. Also, it's like it's our full length. This guy's legit. Like we know he's going to do us right. Hell yeah, man. It looks super familiar to like the art style. Has he done any other like bands and stuff? Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. He's yeah. done like Spiced Icon. Um, he's done nail stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. So kind of like a big on. time a big time artist then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He he makes some decent money for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta ask, you're drinking this pink liquid. I gotta figure out what the pink liquid is. This is strawberry lemonade, uh, courtesy of Michael Delaney. Damn, already looks good, man. It's delicious. <laughs> uh, so you guys also did a uh, music video for Jagged Lines. Uh, so a book and uh, oh, sorry. There we go. Uh, but yeah, so the whole premise is that it's flipping through a book, which is telling the story about burying a guy alive. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the idea came from the lyrics of that song, which are uh, kind of about religion and about kind of burying yourself away from the world's problems under the guise of religion. And we needed an idea and something we could also pull off cheaply we did that entire video ourselves shot it edited it did everything ourselves so it was an idea that i thought we could pull off and i think we did okay 
Oh, it looks tight. Um, when I was watching this before I even like looked into you guys or whatever, and I totally thought that the drummer and the vocalist were twins, and uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that they were the same person. So that was just we that was funny. A, a I was like, oh, shouldn't about. there be four people like in the lineup? Like, why isn't there? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we had a long debate about whether or not I should have done vocals behind the drums or separately. Uh, and ultimately, that's the decision we can. I think it's good. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense to have it separately in, in like a, this context. Or... Right, right. So, is the book glued to the table? Why doesn't it move at all when they're turning through pages? That is a probably the ninth take, and yeah, there's a little bit of double-sided tape on the back of it. Okay. Whenever, I mean, if we want to get into like video editing Dude, get there, into it. I, let's hear it to change each scene when the page turns i needed to have the book stay completely still so i didn't have to line up every shot every time so i shot it once without taping the book went to edit it and i was like this is going to take a month to edit this video so then i put the tape on the back of it to keep it still after that so this is you flipping through the book then? right yeah yeah Cause yeah, whenever you're flipping through and like the way you're holding the pages on the left, I was like, how is he not moving the book as he's going through it like this? <laughs> a lot of trial and error. <laughs> he said the ninth take. This is the ninth take of it. Of just the book turning. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Awesome. It's a really cool idea. I really like that, man. Thank. You. Oh. Uh, what are your future plans? You guys got like uh tours coming up maybe or anything uh uh well i don't know how much we can talk about it i don't even know if i've talked about it to to y'all but at that show we played with some silent pendulum bands there was talks of something possibly happening nice. uh, but that's very early on in stages other than that we've got a few shows booked for september one in houston one in austin uh and that's about all we've got planned at the moment Y'all were telling me something else might be happening uh, got started? Oh, yeah. So about two months ago now, we shot a live session at our friend's studio, and the engineer that engineered the record engineered this, um, and we recorded four songs. Four songs. Did it at In-House Records in Austin, Texas. And we actually just checked the email before we started this and got final edits in the email. So that should be coming out pretty soon. Ooh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So those are so in, in studio the, videos then? Okay. Yeah, exactly. So professionally shot in the studio. So think kind of audio tree esque uh, vibes. That's sick. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, you guys have played a lot of shows. What's the best show you guys have played? Uh, this show. I'm for this band. We played Austin every year. Does something called Free Week, and uh, basically for a week, every show in downtown Austin is free and it's paid for by the city. And that's so, sick! Holy crap! That's yeah, awesome! Yeah. It's awesome. A lot of people come out, and uh, some friends of ours put together a show at one of our favorite venues called Sidewinder. Rest in peace. Um, and it was us and all of our friends' fans, and it was probably the biggest crowd the Bears ever played to, and everybody was super into it. Um, I know Burning Years played, Purifier played, 
I can't remember who else. A bunch of better, yeah. Yeah. And uh, our friend Jeremy filled in on bass for that show, and it was his birthday, so it was just a, a special day all around. Look, awesome. This this last one that we played uh, with Connoisseur and No Suffer, uh, two silent pendulum bands, another local band called The Vianists, really good band. Um, it was great, man. It was like a family hangout. Uh, the AC at the venue broke, so that was a bummer. But it was, yeah, it was God a really damn, in show. Texas, too. Like, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, part of another series that, so a lot of the venues are on a street called Red River, and they call it the Red River District. And they were doing a thing kind of like Free Week, where basically it's just free shows at all these venues. Um, and it's a nonprofit. They take care of all the bands. And it was it was legit. It was super fun. That's tight, yeah. man. That's so cool. Dude, nobody else. I've never heard of another city doing that. So that, uh, that's really awesome. That awesome. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's the worst show you guys have played? Um, well, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to go to one of our previous bands and it's not even like the show was that bad. It was just hilarious. Uh, we used to be in a band called ugly twin and we opened for today is the day, like legendary <laughs> oh, band. Shit. Yeah. The band that's been around for forever, but it was in Waco. No, it was like Abilene or something. I yeah. think. And it was just in like somebody's barn. There were like ten people there, and <laughs> which usually Dude, like a barn show in the middle of nowhere. It's like this could be cool. Like middle of nowhere, nobody has anything going on. There's gonna be tons of people there. Like it's gonna be legit. But no. So ten people show up, and we get there. We're loading in, and the first band starts. Band. <laughs> this guy comes up, sits a folding chair, like a metal folding chair like what i'm sitting on down puts one of those tiny marshall practice amps on it like picks, a two-inch speaker yeah, marshall amp picks up a guitar hero controller and hits play on the pa and is just like jamming out to like probably dragon force songs <laughs> so and this is opening up for today is the day who are like veterans have been playing forever that dude's probably in his 50s and i'm sure he's just sitting there like what am i doing here in this field in the middle of nowhere in texas watching this after 30 years of playing music <laughs> dude that's fucking hilarious oh my god <laughs> our set went fine and actually today is the day the vocalist came up to us afterwards and talked to us for a little bit and liked our band but it was just like the weirdest experience <laughs> that's tight as shit and hey you get to hang out with it uh, with uh today's the day like that that's fucking sick yeah i'll take it <laughs> i i think yeah i would probably say that's probably one of the worst shows for me though like what makes a bad show would be like all more internal like if i don't like my tone for the night like then i'm just off and i'm like yeah this is not a good show but like i don't care if there's two people or two thousand people watching us it's like once that music starts, man, like it just oh yeah, goes, you get transported you know, to another just, world, you know. Yeah, like that's just yeah. So for me, it'd be like a tone suck, which I can't think of any. So I'll just ditto ditto to cult. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> uh, so you guys got vinyl shirts and candles. 
available over at silentpendulum.bandcamp.com. Uh, and on your Bandcamp, your personal Bandcamp, you have shirts, uh, uh, seven inches of the fiction, buttons, and a candle set. So we're, we're even getting more candles. So I got to ask, what's up with the candles? So when we started talking to Michael about putting the record out, he was like, do y'all have any unique merch ideas? Because um, he's done like skateboard decks and I know No Suffer did like towels. So he was like, I want, I want to do something different than just a t-shirt or a hat or something. And so he asked us to send him a care package of the merch that we currently had. And in it were the candles that you see on our personal bank camp. And so he was like, yeah, let's do candles again. And the candles that are on our band camp, we handmade. Like we bought candles, made labels for them, printed them out and did it that way. And he was like, yeah, I want to do something a little more high quality. So I actually haven't seen the the candles that he has physically yet, but just the mock-up looks a lot better than, than the ones we made. <laughs> the well, so, idea. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask the idea behind them. Yeah. So it's the, the idea started with the set that we have on our band camp and basically for uh, Adapted Just, uh, we actually, for those four songs, they are all very separate ideas. Um, and we actually recorded at different recording studios for them. And so we wanted to kind of roll with that. And we had a local artist in Austin come up with tarot cards for each one. Uh, and so that's where the candles came from. We basically turned those tarot cards into stickers and so each candle goes with a different song on the Adapt Adjust EP. Um, so, and, and obviously the title of the song is on there and lyrics and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I got to ask, because I, I wasn't familiar, but you re- so you said you recorded a different a song at each, like at different recording studios, like one song for each studio? So just two. Okay. Yeah, the first two songs are on one studio and the other two are at a different studio. Is that like a conscious thing or just some shit happened or it was it was opportunity we had a friend who was going to school to be an engineer and he had some free time in the studio so we could get two songs done with him and then we had two extra songs and we had our friend keith who owned a studio at the time so we're like well we already got these two songs recorded for free let's pay keith and finish off with the other two okay hey i like it i like it uh guys on a budget like it makes sense yeah absolutely uh so let's wrap this up with your current album of the year you going first or am i going first you go first okay so uh i was telling him after you uh asked us this question um it's a little bit of a cop-out because i i'm very close to the members of this band and it's a previous guest of yours but i'm going with cancer withdrawal from mothman Okay. It's just I've, I haven't stopped listening to it since it came out. I'm constantly floored by the riffs that are on that record. Andy, their drummer, is absolutely insane. Uh, it's yeah, it's an incredible. So, yeah, it is a beast of a record. It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah, and to I am in a band with two of those guys, and to know that they have that capability when I'm playing with them in another band is intimidating. <laughs> It's like, guys, why don't you step it up with the band that we're together with? We're together. <laughs> <laughs> Not as loud. No. Um, mine, I was having a really hard time finding something. Um, 
I don't know if it's my favorite, but it definitely has been the most impressive. Uh, I would say the Mothman is is probably my favorite, but uh, the Vane record, the Vane FM record, uh, mm-hmm. This World is Going to Ruin You. Like after that first record came out, I was like not really feeling it. You know, it kind of went away for me. But this new record and just like listening to it front to back is just badass. Like the tones that they got, the experimenting that they did, um, was just super impressive to me and it's just like super great mature record that they yeah yeah that's one that's still on the list for me i haven't had a chance to check that one out but i did uh i do have the vinyl for Arizona uh whenever they release that but yeah i haven't really kept up with them too much i gotta listen to that one though yeah it's it's definitely worth listening and if you can seriously like listen to the whole thing uh it ends with this really awesome like piano tune and it's just even at that, like it's very inventive and did some, some cool stuff. It was cool to see them not just like do the typical, like whammy pedal on everything. Right. Like, right. Thing, you know, like they, yeah, did really great. Cause I figured that that was what they did was just like heavy breakdowns and like whammy pedal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, is there anything else you guys want to say before we head on out? Uh, you you had asked us if we had any new merch that we wanted to show off, and oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After, after you walked away, Michael said, "Hey, the box of new shirts that we ordered is sitting on the coffee table, and this is my first time seeing them in person." These bad boys just got some ringers in. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, a very non design. Yeah, <laughs> I like the. Uh, uh... What do you call those? The little rings and stuff? Yeah, yeah. a ringer, yeah. Is that oh so this is called a ringer? Okay, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was the thing, man. Like, I mean, we have a shirt that I did uh for fiction that has pink on it. And just like the idea of just having some kind of different merch. I mean, the candles are different, right? Like having something different to offer people than just the standard black. Sure. right right and now yeah i've done uh like maroon and mustard shirts in the past and stuff like that and oh, yeah, cool. yeah like uh there are people that just like hate black so that definitely works out <laughs> yeah it's definitely I'm an definitely interesting not. design yeah for sure it's definitely different than anything we've done before which is we had a couple ideas we were throwing around and michael shot this one into the band chat we're like that looks like nothing we've ever done before so let's do it What's the little what's the character that's in the uh in the globe? Is that what that is? I'm not sure what the So it's it's from the Chain to a Tree album art. Oh, it's the that. goat it's the goat looking thing. Okay, okay. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. Okay. That's fucking Um but yeah, is there anything else y'all want to say or are you just go into the outro? Uh I don't think so. Just thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate your time. Oh yeah, yeah man. Uh, so if you're looking for some sludgy hardcore, you got to check out Chain to a Tree, the debut album from The Bearer, which shot back in July through Silent Pendulum Records. Uh, you guys are on Facebook, Bandcamp, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. Is there any other kind of like social media stuff I'm missing? Any website we want to send them to? Anything like that? I don't think so. I think the, the biggest thing to follow us on is Instagram. That's where we're most active and are checking the most often. Hell yeah. 
so as for me, drop my channel, follow so you always know when I go live. You can also sub to get uh, interviews before they hit YouTube and streaming services, as well as get some exclusive emotes. Uh, you can do that for free by attaching Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you enjoyed the video, please drop a like, tickle the notification bell. Don't forget to subscribe. It's a great way to support me for free. Check out my music, The Sound That Ends Creation, at thesoundthatendscreation.bandcamp.com. My next guest is Luther of Chatpile, who dropped their new album, God's Country, back in July through... Uh, through the flincer uh join us this sunday the 21st at 7 p.m central for the live cast thanks for being here guys hope you had a good time absolutely uh, thanks for having us hell yeah and thank you guys for watching and listening Why take it, take it, take it.